Is your business stuck? Tired of leaving money on the table? Are you ready to take it to the next level? Join us as we dive deep into the small business secrets successful entrepreneurs are implementing to see massive results. This is the Business Growth Hacks Podcast, presented by Beefy Marketing. Here's your host, Andrew Brockenbush. What's up, John? How is it going, man? You know, video world, rocking and rolling. It is not every day that you break a TV and eat the world's largest baked potato right before you do a podcast episode. Not every day. But today was that day. <laughs> today was that day. Feeling a little uh, sluggish. That was a big lunch. I think the weight of the baked potato is what caused me to break the TV. Yeah, probably. I think it just caused me to roll back in the chair. Put too much weight on that belly. <laughs> put too much weight on that chair. Put too much weight on the TV. So for those of you out there listening, it's not always going to go as planned. Not always. We should have this beautiful TV behind us. But right before we pressed record, the baked potato caused me. I'm going to blame it on the baked potato. I'd blame the baked potato. The baked potato caused me to break a TV. But that is okay. Today, we've got a great topic for you guys. We're talking about social media. We're talking about six great ways you guys can kind of get your business noticed out there. But like we do every single week, we have got a question that we're going to kind of just chit chat about for a little bit before we get into the actual meat and potatoes here. Potatoes. Potatoes. <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> Not getting to the potatoes. Broke TVs. John, what key activities would you recommend entrepreneurs invest their time in? Ooh, key activities, yeah. huh? I have a couple thoughts, but I'd like to hear your thoughts too. So I guess, obviously, I'm going to go with video yeah. as an answer. I think video is super important. It, it can play a role in your website and your advertising and your social media presence. Yeah. I mean, video... Is kind of a multi-tool for every facet of marketing. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I think I've been torn on it as I, you know, kind of have put the question together. I was like, ah, uh, what do I think about this? I think there's kind of two things in my opinion, and it's like a tough balance of learning, right? Like investing time in like learning new things. Yeah. Which when you said video, it kind of made me think of that side of video, mm -hmm. right? Like there's so much great content out on YouTube that you can consume to like learn new skills. Right. Our podcast studio would have not been possible without the thousand YouTube videos you and I watched where we piecemealed this thing together. Yeah. Just and what did this guy do? What did, yeah, that what did guy this guy do? do? Oh, we're like, what are the good what ideas? What do we this know person? what works? What yeah. can we afford? And put it all together <laughs> and we yeah. came up with what we came up with and it's amazing. Hell so yeah. I think learning is obviously important, but I think even more important than that, you have to invest time in doing. Oh, yeah. So The act of. Just the act of. You yeah. Know, we spend a lot of time idea, you know, creating ideas and talking about what if this and what if that. And mm -hmm. I was guilty of that for a long time. Yeah. You know? I feel like really over the last few months as we've kind of got this brand new office, mm -hmm. that's changed because I've surrounded myself with people like you and, and the right. rest of our team where we've been able to put an idea out and actually... Just execute. see the idea come to fruition right in front of us. Yeah. yeah. And so I'd say invest your time into doing. Like stop you know wasting what? time. Yeah. yeah. 100%. No matter what, whether it's video or ads or a new logo or whatever, you're right. Doing. Yeah. Take the, the step. Yeah. That is the initial first part that's the hardest. Yeah. And in it's fact, the most part the, people procrastinate on. The you know? short clip that I had this week for the Team Never Quit podcast uh, was a Mandy Harvey clip where she talks about trying, getting back up. Yeah. It's the hardest part. Yep. Like most people won't make the conscious effort to try. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And I feel like so many people spend so much time in the, 
idea phase or the lear- or even just the learning phase yeah. that they're always so afraid to do. Like I'd say that this podcast and these YouTube videos we're creating is a perfect example of that. For the last nearly 10 years, I've wanted to do this, right. but I've been intimidated or didn't feel like I had the skill or know-how. Right. And now I'm like, we, we just have to do it. You just have to do it. Put yeah. it out there. And there's somebody that's going to learn from us and mm-hmm. we're going to learn along the way. Oh, absolutely. And honestly, we're probably going to get our best learning experience. Honestly, I way. think as long as you're willing to better yourself, you're going to be the best version of you yeah. every week to week. As long as the only person that you're really striving to be better than is yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So great topic planned for today, John. We're talking about social media. Oh, which yeah. We kind of dissed on one of our last episodes. A little bit to some extent. We, we, were, we weren't trying to put too much shade. No, but we were talking more about SEO. We were talking about SEO. And the importance of SEO. And just how significant SEO is. is. But right. I think we downplayed a little bit of social media's influence, I think, in that episode. Yeah. And I've got a statistic because that's what we do. Ooh. By 2023, okay. the number of social network users in mm-hmm. the U.S., is expected to reach 257.4 million. Wow. First of all, it's a big number. That's a huge number. I definitely can't count that many. No. But uh, that's a fraction. The number of global social media users is expected to reach almost 3.43 billion by 2023. Got to be in the billions. You know? Yeah. And so when we think about the segment, 257.4 million, just in, this was a statistic as of 2019, right? Mm -hmm. So that was a couple of years ago. Right. So who knows what those numbers are now, especially with platforms like TikTok, which are just like- yeah, crazy growth. I right? downloaded it last week and started checking it out. And it's oh addictive. my goodness, it is dude. addictive. So when you think about those numbers, though, as a business owner, mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, if you're not investing time in there, yeah, you're missing out. I would say so. It's it's basically like the old bulletin board at the school. Yeah, with all the stuff on it. I mean, that's what social media has kind of become. Yeah. A digital version of the bulletin board, but it's way more interactive and intuitive. I think that's a great a great analogy. The bill, mm-hmm. the the bulletin board is exactly what it is. Yeah. It's putting it out there into the world. Right. Right. But then it's just like so many more layers than that. It is. Because it, it has its own, it, it can evolve on its own, right? Right. I can interact with that mm-hmm. and I can, you know, like it or dislike it. Like there's, there's so much to well, it. Yeah. It's like a bulletin board that's in every room and exactly world. yeah and everyone can see it everyone can see it and right? that's yeah and i think what's so important about that is 70 percent plus shoppers online mm-hmm. are using social media to influence their purchase decision oh 100 and so we talked about this last on our on our seo podcast how yeah. you know a well-rounded marketing strategy is super important oh yeah because just because you're like, well, you know, I don't think that, you know, social media is really where I should be spending my time or my right. money or whatever. Your clients, your potential customers, they're looking for you to be there. They're there. And if you're yeah. not there, They'll the competitor be- that shows up in that moment is they're going to be the one that wins. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just like SEO. Oh, yeah. Which keywords are you focused on? Right. It's the same thing in social media. How are you being present? Right. How are you showing them that you're a legitimate business? How are you showing them that there's a personal side to your business? Right. I think that's especially what's most important about social media. I think so too. It gives that the human element of everything of I am an actual person who has an actual life with actual dreams and 
And, it, and this business belongs to someone. Right. It's not like this entity that you can't touch. That's right. You it's know, a person. Websites. It. I feel like websites like the, you know, were the first kind of big internet thing that like allowed you to kind of put your business oh, out yeah. into the world. But it, but beyond a good design, it doesn't really show the true personality of the people behind the website. No. And until recent years, it wasn't like websites were designed in a manner where you could easily update them no. constantly. Like you, you would do it to, once and it would be your website for 10 years. Yeah. You had to know what you were doing to get in that HTML. Yeah, it'd be highly technical. And so, yeah. so for a while, like you said, websites were relatively static. Oh, yeah. There wasn't this dynamic component. It no. wasn't changing. So... I think it's important that we talk about social media today. Yeah. And there is a lot of layers to social media. Oh, yeah. From frequency of posting to picking the right platforms. Yeah. I I think, I don't know if I'm qualified to be the one talking about this, only because (laughs) when I started the agency 10 years ago, people would kind of seek me out and talk to me about how to be effective on social media. And at the time, I would consider myself an expert 10 years ago. Right. Because social media was relatively new. Oh, yeah. Facebook was in early stages. Yeah, MySpace um, and kind of We just... came out of the MySpace age. Yeah. And really, we were our age, you know, mm-hmm. we were kind of the pioneers of MySpace. Yeah, yeah, like, for sure. We're the ones who are customizing people's profiles. I was, and... Yeah, that was like the first, aside from Notepad, the first place that you ever got to play with HTML. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so... You know, I'm 32, you're... 35. We were in that age where it was big. Especially mm-hmm. if you, especially for us, we were musicians. Oh, yeah. And so, in the music space, that was a big... Oh, yeah. Band website. Band website was on yeah. MySpace, right? Because we're going to be famous if we and, have a website. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're on my, and your page looks cool. Oh, yeah. And so because of that, naturally, we were kind of like the gatekeepers for the next wave of social. Right. And so Facebook was easy per se, you know, and then then social media kind of came like a fire hydrant. Like it just was. What was interesting with the MySpace to Facebook switch was that MySpace actually had way more customizable options. Way more. Facebook did. But it seemed like we liked that format better. Everyone just gravitated over there. Like like, I personally liked MySpace better, but because there was no one on there to talk to anymore, my social media went towards Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. And so Facebook, I think was like kind of the, the real start of businesses taking yes. social media seriously. I agree. It was when I think even I realized this is going to be a thing. Yeah. A legitimate thing, not just for kids to play around on the And internet. I remember when it first came out, I was so like apprehensive. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I love MySpace. I don't want to leave MySpace. I don't want to leave it. I, I remember leave Tom. That. You know? I honestly, it was only because there was no one on there to talk to anymore. Same. That's the only reason and why I migrated. I finally eventually just had to do it. And I remember the first year or so, I didn't even like really do anything on Facebook. Not really other than probably spam invite people That's to right. crap way just too much. Just because you wanted to like grow your, yeah. grow your following or whatever. And now I'm like, I know there's people that probably aren't my friends yeah, just because exactly. they've been invited to so Same, much like, stuff. Who are these people? I'm so sorry. <laughs> so social media, massive evolve, yeah. massive evolution in the last five oh, or yeah, six definite, years. Oh yeah, definitely. Huge like, evolution. And, and not just between the last 10 years, but also like weeks, months, mm-hmm. days ago. Oh yeah. Right? Like it feels like every day you're hearing about this new there's social new platform. There's a new trend in um, social, yeah. TikTok or Snapchat or Pinterest or... There's the the audio social app. What is it called? Um, SoundCloud? No, it's no, SoundCloud that deal. But there's, that's one of them. There's the, the audio chat. Oh, the it's one in our head. head. Yeah, yeah, I know what right you're talking there. about. It's all good. The one. The one. The one. <laughs> that one app. Start another podcast. Regard, yeah. <laughs> that one app. To be continued. <laughs> this is the new social media platform. Yeah. The, the one. The one. All that to say, 
I think there's kind of six key things I'd like to talk about with you today. All right. When it comes to getting your business out there, right? using social media, yeah. maybe drop some of the intimidation factor because it yeah. can be overwhelming. It can be because there's so many platforms. Which one do you pick? Do you just yeah. post, you know, shotgun post? Yeah. 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 And yeah. so I think we're going to just jump into it. Okay. We're going to talk about it. I think the first thing, the first thing I want to talk about and cover is identifying your goals. Okay. If you don't know what you're trying to use social media for, exactly, it's a shot in the dark. Well, there's nothing to gauge what you're doing against. That's right. You're kind of it's a shot in the dark. Yeah, 100. percent One of the things that I struggle with a lot of times with even our clients, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy to put this out there, is that a lot of our clients expect that social media is to to gain a following. Right. Um, we want a hundred likes. We want a thousand followers. We want fifty. Yeah. Shares. Uh-huh. What does that mean? Right. Right. Because, I mean. I could go create a hundred fake accounts and get you a hundred followers right now. That's right. You can go to to Fiverr and buy a hundred followers. That's really only one impression. And are they relevant? Yeah. Are they qualified or quality leads? Yeah. Like for me, likes, impressions, follows, yes, they can translate into something more, Uh but really to some extent, it's a vanity metric. Exactly. It's a metric that fuels pride and not ROI. Right. And right. Uh, pride isn't going to pay the bills. That's right. It's like, yeah. ooh, I got a thousand followers. Great. How many customers do you have? Right. How much money is in the If bank? you have zero customers, you've made zero sales, then your social media is entirely ineffective, even if you have a million followers. Yeah, if, that's right. If they're the wrong people, like we were talking about with SEO, if it's the it's wrong the audience. Thing. Yeah. If it's the wrong audience, it's the wrong audience. And yeah. Yeah. I think that when you start to write down those goals, if you start to kind of goal plan around like, okay, what, yeah. what is it that we're hoping to get out of social media? Right. Then you start having one more realistic expectations of what you can get out of it. I got you. Instead of like Instead of vanity. Up, and you're going up maybe against a, a huge company like Nike or something that's going to yeah. have a huge following. Of course you're not going to have a million followers. They're a huge company. Right. And you're not going to compete if you sell sportswear. That's right. But getting the right people from your area who that's are right. interested in that and showing the difference in your product than Nike or the you know what's better about it than Nike. Yeah. That's what's going to get you sales. Yeah. And what so, makes what makes you unique? Right. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. How is that going to translate whenever you're posting on social media? What kind of people are you trying to attract? Right. Because, like you said, you're not going to be able to compete with Nike. No. But you can put your stuff in front of the people that you care to attract. Right. Right. So yeah. You also need to be thinking when you're coming up with your goals, how much time are you willing to commit to social media? Yeah, we were talking about at the beginning, putting in the work, putting in the time. That's right. Because if you're not... Social is all a time game. Major. That's it all is a it time is. suck. It is. And I, I know <laughs> my band social media is terrible. I haven't posted nothing on there in forever. Yeah. <laughs> and it just just uh, developing a consistent schedule, even if it's just one thing a day or every couple of days, just being consistent about it is really going to help that. Oh, yeah. that That's exactly right. And I think that... You just have to know, like, if your expectation is to have a million followers on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, mm-hmm. then your time commitment needs to match that. Right. Right. Which means okay. that as you're, as you're putting those goals down, there's kind of sub goals that are going to be right. associated. Part of that. Yeah. Right. Like if I want a million followers, what is it going to take to get a million followers? Right. Is it paying a marketing agency a thousand dollars a month to manage my social media? Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Right. Like maybe it'll help lay the foundation. Right. But in addition to that. What yeah. am I going to have to do on my side right. to really get there? Yeah. Right? Because there's one thing, like, 
you know, again, something that we kind of struggle with as an agency, and I think a lot of other agencies out there do as well, mm-hmm. is that when we write social media content for a client, yeah. it's to create that base level that they need to, Interaction, be, to yeah. be present, to be consistent, and to engage with the customers that are that are talking to them. Right. And, and what we call social listening, listening to what people are saying about them out okay. on the internet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want a million followers, though then you have to, you need to probably have somebody doing that part, that cadence, basic yeah. stuff and Someone posting else. stories and right. doing live videos and doing uh-huh. whatever the newest feature is in whatever social media you app need to you're try using. It. You yeah. got to be doing it because mm-hmm. that's what the algorithm, we talked about algorithm last week too, right? right? Yeah. That's what the algorithms are going to favor. Yep. And so if you have goals that are that big, that's awesome. Yeah. As long as you know what it's going to take to get there. Right. You're going to have to put in the legwork. Yeah. And then I think most importantly in your goals is what are you trying to get out of it? Right. Is it going to be increased exposure? Is it getting more traffic to your website? Right. Or is it literally just building credibility? Right. right? Just a presence. Just a presence. And honestly, for a lot of clients, that's, that's enough. It really is. Just being there. That's right. Is a lot. Because if I search if I search a business up right now, like, a, mm-hmm. I don't know, a doctor's office. Right. And I'm trying to talk, you know, there's these two doctors I'm looking for. I'm going to go look at both of their social channels and see when the last time they posted was. Right. Because are they open still? Right. Do they have a relationship with their customers? Yeah, that because valid. I can learn a lot about your voice and your business, right. your personality, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. By reading your social content as much as I could walking into your office. Absolutely. And it's like, if you pride yourself in being a funny, laid back doctor's medical practice, Yeah. then your social media and your website and everything else needs to reflect that personality. I would say so. Otherwise, it's kind of a misrepresentation That's of what right. you're walking into. And vice versa. If you're really professional and stuffy or, you know, or just you classy, don't want this, yeah. then you don't want to have that tone there because, mm-hmm. because, and it's okay to be that way. Oh yeah. Because you're going to attract different people. And, a, and depending on who you want to attract, that might be the, the best messaging. Right. Yeah. So it is important to to have that just consistency on social media. I so, think so. Number one, number identify one. your goals. Absolutely. Right. Second write them thing down. Is, yeah, write them down. We always are told, right? Matt. It's not written down. It's not real. Matt, we're always going to give you love for that. Yeah. I think number two is leverage all of the platforms that are, that are out there and the formats. Okay. What, what do we mean by that? Video. Yeah. Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Blogging. Yeah. Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. Yeah. You have to pick the platforms that make the most sense for you. Right. Right. I think the most important thing you can do at this stage, if you're saying, okay, all right, Andrew, you're telling, you're, you're telling me something I've been hearing for the last year. I know I need to be doing social media, but I'm not really sure where to get started. It's intimidating. It's scary. Mm-hmm. What do I do first? Figure out where your target demo where your customer persona, where do they spend their time? Right. If your demographic's a little bit older, mm-hmm. they're likely on Facebook or Twitter. Most likely. Okay. Maybe Pinterest too. Maybe Instagram too. Mm-hmm. I it, did follow an 82-year-old man on TikTok. Really? It was awesome. It's funny they say that because I don't know if you followed the firefighter. That's what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Started the with a helmet. he has gone viral on TikTok oh, yeah. is impressive. I watched it yesterday. He is fully encompassing what we're talking about here though, honestly, because he was in a firefighter regalia doing a TikTok dance on TikTok. It was great. Good for I him. Love, and he's how old? He's 82, I believe he said. Good yeah. What a boss. He's awesome. So utilize the platforms, figure out where your audience is at. TikTok is kind of an anomaly because right now TikTok's in that real weird phase where it's like everyone is using TikTok. I think it's in the make it or break it time for it. Yeah. And so it's it's either going to become a thing or fiddle out. That's right. And it's kind of figuring out 
you know what? When I think of TikTok, I think of YouTube. Yeah. There's something there for everyone. Oh yeah. Right. Where Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram are a little different is because right. it's not a video format. Right. It's not their primary, it's, I guess, functionality. Yeah, it's not the main point. And because of that, I think that those other platforms mm-hmm. tend to attract certain audiences. Yeah. LinkedIn, who are they going to attract? Professionals. It's be more professionals. Right? Like, we know yeah. that. You're, you're, Absolutely. Young teenagers are not hanging out on LinkedIn. There's no, nothing there There's nothing for to hang out and look at. Right? Where, yeah. Uh, likely most, I say this loosely, but likely most young people are also not on Twitter. Twitter is a very popular news site. Yeah. Even the celebrities that are using TikTok, it's using kind of a news-esque, you know, fashion. You're right. Yeah. A lot. Twitter is kind of like a news. Like, yeah. And that's kind of what it was set up as. It's like those little tweets. Yeah. These quick little, little things that go across. little bite the, right quick. Yeah. Right? Instagram is going to be like a perfect middle range. You know, you're going to have some kinda, older people, some younger people, but it's, yeah. it's kind of that mid range age group where it's mm-hmm. like people our age, honestly, kind of yeah. move from, inst- move from Facebook into Instagram. And right. we found that most of us on Facebook were okay with just looking at pictures of our friends right. and family and seeing yeah. what they were up to, right? Yeah. Here's my burgers. Here's my selfies. Yeah. Whatever. Remember when it was all food? Yeah. It was all food for a all minute, food, right? Yeah. Whereas Facebook is still kind of a, a mixed news feed of text, yes. images, video, video, links. Oh, all kinds of All stuff. kind of content, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the groups in Facebook now. That's and right. The marketplaces in there. There's actually a whole nother place for you to market yourself in there. And because of that, you find, again, that kind of leverages back though to that adult crowd. Like Mm -hmm. kids aren't most, again, most young kids are not marketplacing. No. But mom and dad who've got too much stuff in the garage are. Oh yeah. Right. Like that was a a Craigslist replacement. Yeah. Basically it's, I can kind of see who you are and know that you're not going to murder me when I meet you. When I come (laughs) pick up my stuff. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. That's so true that you say that because I've definitely like went to sell something and I like go to their personal profile. I'm like, you look kind of sketchy. Do I really want to, I really want to do this? So all that to say, figure out which platform where your users are at. Right. Because if all of your users are using TikTok, but you are over here on Twitter, you're not hitting your right audience. That's right. And that ties back to those goals. Mm -hmm. If you want a million followers, or if you want a million people coming to your website, are you attracting the right million? Right. Are you even in the right, are you even in the right, you know, stadium, stadium, right? You're playing football in a soccer field. It's like, okay, this is close. This is close, but But this is not yeah. actually right here, you know? And not like one of those weird football stadiums. Yeah, exactly. Also, not you can see the baseball diamond in it because yeah, they only yeah. got one complex. Yeah. So it's very important that you figure out what platforms to use. And and then again, use using multiple formats. And when I say oh, formats, yeah. I think blogging is my favorite example of this. And we've really kind of mastered this lately. I would say so. Is using one piece of content in a variety of different formats. Oh, yeah. So unbeknownst to you guys out there listening to this episode, we at Beefy are using our existing blog content and additional blog posts that we write on a consistent basis to create podcast scripts. Yep. Because not everyone is going to go to our website and read our blogs. No. That's okay. That's fine by me. Not everybody's going to watch your video because they don't have time to sit down and watch it. Right. For a lot of you guys out here listening, didn't even know we have a video component on YouTube. You guys are probably listening in your kitchen while you're cooking. You're in your car driving home from work. Uh, driving to work, whatever it may be, we're able to take that one blog post we wrote mm-hmm. and turn it into three different formats, right. audio for podcasts, mm-hmm. YouTube videos, as well as text-based content on social media and LinkedIn right. and everywhere else. And all of that works together. And it only, and yes, it required the time energy to put into it. Right. But financially speaking, 
we only had to write one blog post to get three pieces of content. Right. And what's cool about that is that one piece of content can go to so many platforms. Oh yeah. Right. It works as a great, the blog post serves as a great link to post on LinkedIn. Oh yeah. The YouTube video serves as a great YouTube, obviously a YouTube video. Right. But yeah. That we can put a link back to our website. Exactly. And then the podcast is now a piece of content somebody can listen to in their car. It's like, and yeah, (laughs) that's so cool. It is. Yeah. You got three different areas and you're also, you're not capitalizing on one. You're not putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. You're, spreading it out but it's not the shotgun method it's more of strategic sniper targets that's right and you're hitting this one and that one and that one yeah and because it's more focused it's going to hit where it's supposed to instead of somewhere random well imagine if we had kara who's our social media manager if she was right. in the room right now that's what i was just thinking a, <laughs> she could take a few photos yeah and she could make this an instagram post absolutely you could take the end video from this and take 20 yeah. seconds of it and turn it into a tiktok video absolutely I could set up another camera and get us a behind the scenes. That's right. And yeah. that can go on another platform. Right. We could take everything we're talking about today, these six tips, mm-hmm. and we can turn them into an infographic and post it on Pinterest. Absolutely. All from one blog post. Right. And so you're you're capitalizing on what you're producing. And, and you're being efficient with your time. Right. Because you're not wasting a whole lot of time creating content. You're just taking content and putting it out into all of, of yeah. That's right. And so many people always tell me, I don't have time, Andrew. I don't have time to do social media. I don't have time to do all of the different places. For one, you don't have to do them all. No. Figure out which ones make the most sense for you. And two, you do have time. Mm-hmm. You need to figure out how to maximize your time. Right. So if I'm shooting a podcast video here, right. that's why we're doing video. Yeah. That's why Kara might swing by sometimes and take photos of us. Right. Because we're we're making the most of the hour we have together. Yeah. And I will say this about Kara. She's like always like popping up behind yeah. me somewhere. Like, Where did you come from? I look at the internet when I get home. I'm like looking on social media yeah. when I get home. Look at my Instagram. Like, oh, look like, at, I got tagged. Hey, look at me. <laughs> I didn't, what did I do I today? I didn't even know I got caught. What did I do today? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you guys want to watch a funny video last week, oh, we man, celebrated yeah, my that birthday. Was a good one. And uh, they got an incredible video of them shooting off funfetti, confetti, confetti cannons. I don't confetti know. Cannons, what, yeah. And scared me to slow mo death. You can actually see him realize he's not dying in the video. And you can also see like my fat cheeks just like, <laughs> <laughs> like a blowfish. Because it's slow mo. <laughs> like, I'm scared. I did not notice that in the video. You can video. watch it again. You'll notice. Okay. <laughs> uh, I noticed right away. We noticed um, the worst about ourselves, right? So just remember that you can get a lot of content. So use a variety of formats to get yeah. your message out there. The next thing, the part that, again, I think does scare most people mm-hmm. is posting. Post, post, post. post. Right. Every day. That part's hard. It is hard. I get it. It can be hard to come up with that much content. Yeah. And it, it requires can. a lot. It does require a lot of attention. It does. And especially on days like if it's for your business, like on a weekend day, if you're not actually in the office, you're going to have to probably plan that post. Yeah. I think planning. Mm-hmm. That right there is the key word. You're right. One of the things that we do here at Beefy, obviously, when we do a social media campaign for a client is create an entire editorial calendar oh, yeah. and a strategy around what keywords we're going to use and what hashtags uh-huh. we're going to use and you know what themed days we have, all of these things. Right. And we even have this service called our social media playbooks where uh-huh. we'll actually plan your social media for you. But and instead then, of us managing it for you every month, we just kind of give you the playbook. Here's yeah. how you do it. Here's the first 30 days of content. Here's your, all your images and your templates. That is the key thing. Yeah. If you can plan what your week looks like on social media, even if it's loosely, mm-hmm. then you'll be fine. Yeah, you're right. Right? If, yeah. you know, if you know on Mondays, we share blogs and on Tuesdays, we share podcasts. Right. And on Wednesdays, Just, we share motivational tips. And right. Thursdays, we share 
you know, behind the scenes videos. Right. Well, all of a sudden the week just started to fill it itself in. It did. That and calendar, which was overwhelming. Is now it's full. manageable. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I'd say that's the kind of the secret tip I'd give you today would be mm -hmm. if all you can do to plan your social media is to write a calendar down and say, okay, I'm going to post Monday through Friday. So five days a week, maybe right. not even the full seven days a week, five yeah. days a week. Come up with a theme for every single day, like I just said. Yeah. Motivational Mondays and Throwback mm -hmm. Thursdays and Tip Tuesdays, whatever, right? right? Come up with those days. Mm -hmm. Because once you do that, it's actually really easy. There's only four weeks in a month. Right. Which means if every Monday is Motivational Monday, what do you need? You, you only need four, four motivational tips. Exactly. It breaks it down into manageable chunks. That's right. Like kind of how we were talking about with the planner last week. You know, you, you might be afraid to make a plan because you won't get it all done. Yeah. But it actually makes it more manageable because yeah. you're looking at what exactly like, you oh, have to do. It's it's always overwhelming when you don't see the full picture. Exactly. Right. Uh -huh. And when you break it down and, hey, I only need four motivational Mondays. I only need, you know, four terrific Tuesday posts. I yeah. only need four wacky Wednesday posts. Yeah, wacky like, Wednesdays. All the pups. Well, yeah. I like the wacky Wednesdays. Yeah. You're right. Uh -huh. That is manageable. Yeah. Right. And then I think one of the other things for those of you out there that are new to social media or you've never heard of this, there are some incredible social media management tools. Oh, yeah. Sprout Social, Agora Pulse, uh, CoSchedule, Later. Yeah. Okay. I was about, I saw ton. an ad for that this week and yeah. I was like, I bet we use it, but I don't know how to ask yeah, Andrew. So I want to bring yeah. that up in this podcast. Um, yeah. Hootsuite. There's a ton. Oh, yeah. I used right? to use that one. That one was pretty cool. All you have to do is create that, first of all, like I said, first things first, create those five days of themes. Mm -hmm. Now you know, okay, I need four of this, four of this, four right. of that, four of this, four of that. Okay, there cool. You go. All right, let me sit down. I usually, Kara probably doesn't love me for this, but I've challenged her before that I think you can sit down in one day and create social media content for an entire month. Yeah. Now, that's a bit loaded in the sense Yes, that, I would say, yeah. Yes, we can create our four of everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what that does is it, again, it, it serves as your foundation. Right. If you're not doing anything on social media right now, that's where you should start. Yeah. Because now you have a full calendar. Come up with a daily plan of what you're doing and start to fill it. And, and schedule it out. Start with today. Because all of a sudden, what you, what felt like 30 days of social media work mm -hmm. only took one day. Right. You only did it once. You scheduled it to go yeah. out for the next 30 days. Right. But you did it all in one day. Yeah. Well, now all of a sudden, it only takes one day a month to schedule your whole month's social media. Right. Now, if your goals are those big audacious, I want a million followers, you're once have you've to done go, that, yeah. you've got a lot more work cut out for you. Yeah. Now you need to go live on Instagram and now mm -hmm. you need to go create a, a weekly YouTube video or now you need to go put a TikTok video out every single day. And make but, sure you're engaging with the people that engage with you. I love that. I love that because it's so important that we listen to our audience. A hundred percent. And that you shape your content based on what they want. Yeah. You know, sure. Okay. I came up with my five days of content. Right. What content now after three months of doing that, because that's where you're starting. You don't, you've never done anything now right. until now. That's where you start. Yeah. And as you start to see the engagement start to happen, you're going to quickly see what gets great engagement and people care about mm -hmm. and what stuff doesn't do well. Right. And you're going to say, okay, you know what? Tuesdays don't do well. Let's, let's rethink Tuesdays. What are we, yeah. What are we doing? Right. What could we do better? What, you know, yeah. And, and then also look at the days that are performing really well and say, what about those days are doing so well? Yeah, absolutely. You know, why are Waggy Wednesdays so popular? Well, right. it's because we're sharing stuff that people actually feel like kind of as a break from everyday life. Right. Cool. Let's bring a little bit more of that into the mix. Like, yeah, sometimes just the fact that you're there, I wouldn't be, not that you don't want to get off brand. You sure, want to make yeah. sure you're on brand. But social media is one of those places where 
it's not as important to stay all about your product all the time. In fact, that can get redundant yeah, and stagnant, honestly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell clients, whether we create you an editorial calendar, whether we manage your social media for you, whether you're doing it yourself, it's important that even beyond that base level of content that we're scheduling, right? right. Like the stuff that kind of becomes, like you said, can become like mundane or static. Yeah. At least you've got that stuff to make sure that like on the, on the week that you're on vacation or the three days that you're sick and right. you can't do something there's else, something there's going. something out there. Yeah. Right. And your clients trust that you have a presence and your mm-hmm. new customers do and your friends and call whatever. Right. But then on those other days where you are available, when you, you can take to... five minutes to make a funny video, like us shooting the cannons yeah, or us having like today, I know Kara got a little video of us having lunch together as a oh, team, yeah. getting the See? big potato that broke the TV. Oh yeah. That's it's all, right. It's all proof. The big, big proof of the potato. <laughs> um, th- that little content, although it might seem like no one cares about that, they do. Oh, yeah. They love that stuff. They look at you and go, wow, that team really, they get along. Right. Right? They have fun together. Right. They must like working with each other. Well, well what does that mean about the company? If you look at it this way, how many people go to that really terrible small pawn shop in Las Vegas because it had a show? Yeah. I've been there. Yep. It's not like the best pawn shop I've ever been to. Yeah, there's cool stuff in there. Yeah. But it's not like... But it's not like the fanciest pawn shop in the world. No. Not at all. But people flock to it because of that show. And you know what's interesting? Talking about is your social media doing what you want it to? Yeah. In their case, no, it was not. Because they don't have people coming in for pawns. Yeah. They have people coming in to tour the studio. Just to t- exactly. And what thing. happened all of a sudden, I'm not saying that they're not doing well for themselves. No, I'm not sudden, either. There is this shift in, uh-huh. yikes, are we getting enough people actually just pawning their stuff? Right. Or is it all just spectators? Is it just the TV show at that you point? You need more than spectators to run a business. Right. You need people who are actually using your product. That's right. You need relationships. Relationships. Right? I think that rolls us into the next kind of next uh, point is mm-hmm. building relationships, especially with influencers in your space. I think people often often overlook this, but I don't know if I love that tip, build relationships with influencers. I think I'd rather tell you guys, expand your circle of influence. I agree with that. When That's you, a way better word. Right. When you start on social media, yes, you're going to have a limited reach. Mm-hmm. Your friends, your family, your mom. My mom likes every single social media post we post. Thank you, mom. Absolutely. Appreciate it. I need that love. But it's important that we expand that circle of influence. Right? When, right. when you start to share it, now I've got your influence. Mm-hmm. When Kara shares it, I have her influence. Right. When my clients share it, I have their influence. Yeah. And so when I say building relationships with influencers, that is expanding your circle of influence. Right. Finding people who might already have a big reach in your space it, who aren't necessarily competitive. Right. right. Um, a great example of this is we have a medical spa. Uh-huh. Um, when we first launched their social media accounts, they wanted to kind of get the word out about their medical spa. Right. So we found a pretty popular fashion blogger uh-huh. in the woodlands and we actually brought her out and gave her a free spa day. In exchange, yeah. she posted a bunch of content and she uh-huh. posted photos and guess what happens? It gave them Expanded more influence. Expanded influences, yeah. right? All her friends, all her fans, right? all of her, you know, and you see customers. what was good about that is it was targeted That's to right. geographic area mm-hmm. and 
you had a fashion influence. And it made sense. So the spa and the beauty side of things, that makes sense. You don't just get a celebrity just because you're like, oh. Oh, they're a celebrity. You know, it's The Rock. We've got to have them talk about our product. It's like, well. It may be counterproductive to what you're doing. I I totally agree. I think a a lot of that happens. The wrong spokesman could tank you just as good as the right one could shoot you you. Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. I think a lot of times people will leverage friendships sometimes over quality. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, well, I know this person's famous or has a reach. So I'm going to just leverage their audience. It's like, yeah. But did it make sense? Yeah. Are, did it help? Are <laughs> their followers your target market? Because if they're not, it's a waste of time. It is. It, it and goes that's back to that putting in metric, the time. Right. Yeah. It, it goes back to that thing where it's like, oh, great. We got 100 new followers. Mm-hmm. Who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't so turn into customers. Yeah. Yeah. Are a hundred followers so like so yeah. such important to you that you've lost sight of why you're in business? Right. Just like our little graphic on our thing, zero to the three dollar bills. Mm-hmm. Business Growth Hacks podcast. We're trying to show you things that are going to help you actually grow your business. Right. And if you're thinking about social media in a way that makes you feel like you're feeling your pride, you need to reevaluate. Right. If that, and if that is what you're doing it for. Go cool, for it. Cool beans. But yeah, you but can't expect gonna, the ROI. You that's right. Expect, so if you're paying yeah. 1200 a month to have it done for you, don't expect. It's all vanity metrics, like it's you vanity, said. It's, right? it's it a fancy cool. mirror. Yeah. It looks cool, but it didn't help you grow your business. If you, if you care about growing your business, building the right relationships, targeting. It's going to be far more important. It's far more important. Number five, hosting contests and giveaways is actually massively important. I think for a, a couple of reasons. Yeah. I think beyond just like being a contest or a giveaway, which seems so gimmicky, right? Yeah. I think it's about reciprocity. Yes. Right? It's about doing that. You know, for me, I hit like, now it wasn't much, but I did something. That's right. If I win something for that, well, I still did something. Yeah. It wasn't much. It wasn't a lot of effort on my part. Sure. But I still feel rewarded. I still feel reciprocity. Yeah. And that's, that is key because I always use the analogy like social media is kind of like a bank. Yeah. There has to be a balance of deposits and withdrawals. Right. When we, most social marketers, Mm -hmm. most companies, small businesses, entrepreneurs are constantly withdrawing. Oh yeah. What does that mean? Come it means do, you're yep. go to my website, buy mm-hmm. my product, come support do me at this. my event, book me as a speaker, do this, do that. Yeah. Well, what's gonna happen? Your bank's gonna run dry. Yeah, because you've it's, asked for so much. Yeah. That you're you know who struggles with this the most? Nonprofits. You're right, because they're always fundraising. They're and fundraising all the time. It makes sense. Uh, I, get I get it. it. It's a big part of Right. They're charities. It's a big part of what they do. Yeah. But it's a lesson that I think other nonprofits can learn. It's a, it's a lesson that I've coached my nonprofit clients about is right. that reciprocity. Yeah. You need to be doing way more deposits yes. than withdrawals. Right. I want you to put so much value mm-hmm. out there into the, to the world, yeah. to your audience. Right. That when you do ask, when you go to deposit, yeah. there's plenty of money in the bank. Yeah. But it's a right. no-brainer. I love watching your videos right. every week of what you do and how it affects people. I love that so much. I'm a much. big Peter McKinnon fan. Yeah. Big YouTuber. For for those of you guys out there that don't know who that is, he's like a, a YouTube you know, god for video production. Yeah, I would say so. There's a bunch of them. You know, him, Parker Wallback. Is that how you say his last name? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, sorry, Parker. I don't know. If we did it wrong. Uh, if I got it wrong, I'm sorry. There's a bunch of these guys out here, but Peter McKinnon is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like every time he launches a product, I want to buy it, even though like I might not need it. Right. Like, like he did a video of a hat the other day that I really loved. And it was just a silly little video yeah. of a hat company. But I was like, dude, I want a hat now. And like, it's because every other video up until then mm-hmm. provided massive value. Yes. Right. It provided value that made you say, you know what? I'd like to support you. I'd like to buy your mm-hmm. new photo filters or your new lens cover, whatever the heck it is. Yeah, yeah whatever it, it is. may be. Yeah. Back to contests and giveaways. Mm-hmm. Contests and giveaways is a great way to kind of get started with that. Yeah. Right. Yes, there's way more that you can do besides that. Oh yeah, just being just being resourceful on a daily basis is depositing, right? right? But contests and giveaways are a fun way, not only to offer value to your audience, mm-hmm. but it's also a really fun way to expand that circle of influence, right? Right. Uh, when you do a giveaway, it's not going to be just the 20 people in your audience that participate. Most likely, it's going to they're going to it's going to kind of. Exactly. It's going to kind of grow legs and people out there are going to be like, ooh, I want to win a four-wheeler or I right. want to win a trip to this awesome I saw day spa. A, there's a guitar pedal company right now giving away a, a damaged, basically a B-stock yeah. version. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm yeah I'll, I'll share, share right like now. and yeah. other 100,000 things you say to do to get a point. Yeah. There's a great product out there. Every tool we talk about on the podcast will definitely be mentioned in the show notes, but there's a tool called Gleam, mm-hmm. G-L-E-A-M. And it is like kind of the most popular social media contest and giveaway like app that you can add to social media. Gotcha. And what I love about it is it kind of gives people extra entry points based on other behaviors that they make. For example, back in the day when you do a social media contest, it was literally something as simple as tag a friend in the comments for a chance to win. Right. The problem with that was it was hard to like go back later and dig through the comments of who all commented and pick a winner from that. Yeah, especially Gleam, if it blew up. Exactly, yeah. if it grows and you have a million people that come yeah, and they're like, oh God, how do we randomize that, right? Talking you want to be spending fair. The time. You yeah. have to be You fair. have to be fair, yeah. Um, for multiple reasons, especially to keep the trust of the community. Well, transparency, yeah. Transparency, right? Mm-hmm. Gleam makes it easy to do that, but Gleam also adds extra ways to earn points, which I really love. That's cool. For example, hey, if you want an extra point, go visit my website. I got If you want another you. extra point, go subscribe to my YouTube channel. So you're giving them... More opportunities to win, but you're also you're gaining something. Yeah, which which I love that part because it's like if you're if for for example if you are looking to grow your Instagram account, it's a great way to do it. Oh yeah, definitely. People are going to join the contest. You give them an extra point for following your account. I probably follow at least fifty to a hundred accounts. Yeah, for that whole me purpose. too. <laughs> I have definitely followed accounts just because they were giving something. Oh, cool let away. me see if I can get that cool thing. Yeah, right. It's a great way to build followers. Also. It's a great way to build email subscribers. Oh yes, people discount email lists, which we'll have to. We'll do a whole episode about emails oh, yeah. and how. I think we email. should because yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Yes, email email addresses are still one of the most valuable items you can get from your customers. But contests are another great way you can gather more email addresses. Right. And I'd say a lot of marketers out there say that they struggle figuring out how to get email addresses. Back really? in the day, it was as easy as like. We created an ebook and everyone downloads the ebook and we get their email. Yep, get this for free. Yeah. yeah, ebooks are still effective, but they're not as effective as they used to be. No, because I don't want to get, and people have done what I do and I have an email. Pretend email, fake email. It's trash can. Trash spam emails. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to get email addresses and that'd be quality, just like we've been talking about this whole episode, mm-hmm. then doing something that they feel like is worth, worth giving you their email address. Yeah. Right? Like... If I'm like, oh my God, that's the coolest giveaway I've ever seen. I'm willing to give my email address away for Absolutely. that. Because if I win that, it'll be totally worth them having my email address. Right. I will, even with the trash email account for stuff that I don't want, you know, to get emails for, I will still 
use my real email address to fill stuff out if I really want it. Yeah. If I really if am really interested it, in yeah. that thing. Because you don't want to miss it. No. I'll still give them my real email address. Funny story. Uh, me and Kara, we were living in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And one weekend, we we decided to take a trip to, I think it was Gatlinburg. Oh, nice. And I was like, I really wanted to see, I think that's where it was. Kara could correct me if I'm was wrong. Was it but July? Yeah. We, we wanted to go... There was like this place that sold like uh, rooftop tents and I wanted to go see their oh, store. okay. And I got you. Well, on our way back, I uh, needed to use the bathroom, but really I just saw this really cool outdoor store that I wanted to stop at, but yeah. quote unquote, I needed to use the bathroom. <laughs> and so we stopped at this badass like outdoor store Yeah, and we came across this really cool looking, they call it the Wooly Bear. It's like a, a, a little adventure trailer pull in the back of your truck and it's got like a rooftop tent on it and it's yeah. like pull out coolers and stove top. And I was like, Oh, I really wish I could have that. So I went and got care out of the car. I was like, hey, come check this thing out. Yeah. You don't need that. It's $12,000, whatever. Yeah, of course. I was like, all right. Yeah, but you're right. I don't have $12,000 anyways. Um, <laughs> and long story short, the guy that was working the store said, hey, they're giving away the, the Taxamantis, which is their larger trailer right. on, their, on their website right now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So me and Kara go to have lunch after we went to this store and we were just sitting there and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to just fill this out. Like, why yeah, not? This why seems not? cool. It'd be really cool to win this. Yeah. Kid you not, six months later. We go to Country Music Fest and they have this Taximantis on display. So we got to walk through it and yeah. tour it. We had never seen it before. Yeah. We're like, this thing's badass. Like, really this is really cool. cool. I really hope we win it. Yeah. And a month after that, we get a phone call and we won the Taximantis. <laughs> all for giving away our email address. That's, yeah. So it just goes to show. And, and I have a deeper connection with that brand now. Right. You know, I've followed them this whole time. Well, let you me know. ask you this. Do you think at that music festival, you would have been so eager to tour it had you not been in a drawing to win one? No. And isn't it crazy how something so small made such an impact? One thing that I I would say about social media to remember is we can be such vain creatures. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And wherever you can play up vanity in your favor, Mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think... The last thing we have to talk about when it comes to social media, because I feel like this part gets, I wouldn't say overlooked, but maybe under... Recognized. Yeah, or valued. Like maybe people just don't spend as much time on this as they should. And that's listening and responding. And we we covered this briefly earlier, but I think that it means a lot to your fans, your potential customers, when you actually engage with them. Yes. Even if all they do is say cool or awesome Uh you simply taking the time to respond thank you if you get on tiktok right now and pick up any video and go into the comment section right now Uh you're gonna see these random comments that say like i know you're so busy that you'll probably not be able to respond to this comment or or first comment you know yeah or that one happens a lot i bet you won't say this thing that is literally people out there Uh looking to be recognized looking to be heard and even aside from marketing stands, you know, what you can achieve for your brand or your business, touching someone's life and their heart could change everything for them. You can yeah. pull them up out of a pit that they've been in or not. And yeah. that ultimately would even be a bigger reward than even any sale. Even customer. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, in doing that, if you really touch their heart and really made them feel that you cared about them. Yeah. They will remember. And I that. think that I just think that there's 
there's so much out there. There's a lot of noise on social media. A hundred percent. There's a lot going on. A lot going on. And I think that people want to be recognized. They want to be heard. Mm -hmm. And I think especially from a business perspective, as it pertains to growing your business with social media, Mm -hmm. the, the sales process has changed. Yes. Back in the day, I needed to talk to a salesperson to get answers. I needed right. I needed that. Today's consumer is informed. They're informed. Yeah. So when they come to you with a question, they they know exactly what that question is. Mm-hmm. And they might even know what the answer is. They might. They might be seeing what you think about it. Yeah. So when you respond, don't talk at them. Mm-mm. You're talking with them. Yep. Because it really shows a lot about how do you value them as a customer. As a person. As a person. You're right. Yeah. Because that goes a long way. It really does. Into building loyalty. Someone who doesn't feel valued isn't going to be loyal to your brand or your company, no matter what. I think that this is one of my favorite topics, social media. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot to learn. And I think that we've only kind of... We barely We've dipped peeled in the, the layer bucket. back here, yeah. right? Yeah, there's a um, lot. There's, it's deep. We could go into any of one of these platforms in depth, and we probably will. We might I was thinking that might. That's what I was thinking too, as we were sitting here yeah, talking. Like, we probably ought to bring some experts. We need on. a TikToker. We need an Instagrammer. Yeah. We need, you know, because there's so much to learn on each of those platforms. But I think that the big thing I want to get across here is there's a lot of ways that social media can benefit your business if you're willing to put in the time. Yep to writing down those goals, mm-hmm. to figuring out where your audience is hanging out before you ever get started. Absolutely. And then when you're ready to get started, do it exactly what we said. Mm-hmm. Create those theme days. And stay consistent. Schedule it out and be consistent. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll be successful. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us again for another episode. Business Growth Hacks is a lot of fun for us to do because it allows us to help you grow your business. It, it's just fun. I like to hang out with John. Me and John have been friends forever. And so it's fun to talk about stuff that we are excited about as a company. All the resources we talked about today will be in the comments below. We will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Growth Hacks podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. To get more marketing tips and tricks, follow Beefy Marketing on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Beefy Marketing. And to take your business to the next level, check out our website at www.beefymarketing.com.